0: Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. I'm Jen Fitzky with my co-host Tom Gettle.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at conicnetwork.com. Welcome, welcome, Jen. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I am doing great so excited for this. This is, this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are going live. This is our, I think, our 18th episode of the Conic Blueprint Podcast. And we thought, what the heck, let's uh, turn it up a notch and go live. And, and why not on LinkedIn, right?
0: Why not?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So welcome, everyone. We're, we're super excited to have everybody here. And I would love to uh, introduce everyone to the Conic Blueprint Podcast. This is your first episode. You can find um, all of our previous uh, 17 shows on your favorite podcast player uh, or just Google Conic Blueprint Podcast and you'll find us. So uh, welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, We definitely encourage everyone and anyone to post questions you might have about the job market, uh, what hiring managers are, are thinking, what they're looking for, In uh, technical employees, and then uh, any uh, company leaders, uh, feel free to ask um, what the uh, candidates are thinking uh, in general. Uh, We we definitely would love to share our insights uh, to to both uh, sides of our audience. So welcome, welcome everybody. We're super excited to have you on board. Uh, Welcome to the the Conic Podcast. Uh, Conic is a uh, recruiting company focused on engineering, architecture, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. We were founded in 1974 by uh, an electrical engineer and and fantastic uh, entrepreneur, George Connick. And uh, over the years, um, that has uh, changed. Brad Connick is currently our CEO. I'm the president. And and with us today is Jen Vitsky, uh, she has been uh, with the company for over 21 years. Uh, give a round of applause. Last week was your anniversary, I believe, Jen. Uh,
0: it, uh, it was in February. We celebrated it last week because we celebrated just had a little it. bit of a delay. But
1: yeah, <laughs> right, awesome.
0: No yeah, big deal. But, uh, I bought a house.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. We had to delay it a little bit. The the house in order first, right?
0: Yeah, I did.
1: Yes, fantastic. Well, uh, first of all, happy thank uh, happy. Thanksgiving. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Um, uh, uh, feel free to grab a green beverage as you're enjoying this, whatever that might look like today for you. Relax and have, let's have some fun uh, on this. And we're looking forward to uh, discussing uh, some, some items and uh, getting to your questions uh, as soon as possible. Uh, Jen, if you could introduce a little bit about your background, your recruiting areas of expertise, and also uh, if you could comment a little bit about um, uh, why this, this podcast was really your conception, your vision, um, and it talks a little, little bit about, um, the why behind, uh, the, uh, Conic Blueprint podcast.
0: Sure. Thanks, Tom. So for those who don't know me, yep, Tom, I said, I am Jen Zitsky. I've been with the company for 21 years and my specialty is more on the engineering side on the manufacturing uh, side as well as some consulting engineering. So on the consulting engineering, I recruit engineers and designers for building systems and lighting. So the HVAC engineers and our electrical engineers, uh, mostly medium voltage, but do get into high and low voltage as well. Um, in fact, I just placed a high voltage electrical engineer last night, so I should say high voltage too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then on the manufacturing side, um, I'm using that term very broadly, but it could be mechanical engineers, manufacturing and process engineers, quality engineers from the entry-level stage up through the director is more of the space that I play in. Mm -hmm. And then why the podcast? We were looking for some ideas to just do something new. What are, what, what, what is a space that we're not finding a lot of information in and everybody's doing a podcast. But specifically to this one is more more about our market and for us to be able to put our voice out there uh, and see what we're finding from both our client perspective and our candidates. So we've released podcasts with um, for resume writing and interviewing tips. I'll, these are the ones that were more focused on candidates. And then we also did one back at the start of the pandemic, we did one on why, why our workspace is so important. And that speaks to both our clients and our our clients being the companies and our candidates as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We were, we were talking uh, just this morning uh, a little bit about why we started this, and the advantage of this, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, I just like the opportunity to put our voice out there is what we're seeing in the market because the Midwest is very different from the coasts, sure. both in terms of employers' expectations and perspective, as well as candidates' expectations and perspectives. And then even if we want to get even more granular, there's a difference in the Midwest markets between states. It's very different in Chicago, for, for instance, than Minneapolis.
1: Right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just a great opportunity for for our community and for our network to come together. How many how many venues do you have to to have both both uh, just really everybody everybody at the table, and uh, whether it be candidates and professionals who are just thinking about even being promoted within their own company, uh, how can they how can they do that? And then uh, any uh, technical manager, any HR manager, executive should want a little bit of insight in terms of what. What are candidates thinking uh, this year mm-hmm. in terms of what's, what's driving them? What's, what's um, causing them to look? What's causing them to, to accept the new opportunity? What's important to them? Yeah. And then uh, how do they stay? How do you keep them to stay? Keep them, w- we love to give advice to our both, really, just both our, our, our candidate side and our uh, managers. How do we get great employees to stay? And then that's in everybody's best interest uh, as well. So we've, we've had a lot of, lot of great discussions around that. Too. So we're, we're setting up this up to just bring everybody and uh, bring everybody in and, and ask ask away. So that's fantastic. A little bit about my background. Um, I think I've been with the company total. I think eighteen years. Um, I was with the company for about five years and then left for several years and then came back. So I believe it's a cumulative uh, eighteen years in uh, total. So I've worked in um, different roles, primarily on the recruiting and operations side. Uh, and then uh, over the years, moved into management and uh, currently serve as a president. So I, I help out uh, the team wherever, wherever they need help, uh, whether it be in, in marketing, uh, writing, uh, doing doing uh, interviews, uh, podcasts, uh, presentations, whatever need be. Um, I'm here to help the, the team and support, uh, support it. So been through quite a few changes over the years um, as a company, but as, a, as an industry too. And we can certainly get to that. Uh, a few changes over the years, right, Jen?
0: Just a few. I started, I was thinking about this the other day. I started when a a day after my 26th birthday, so essentially 25 and newly married, no kids. Now my boys are 19 in college. I mean, so many life changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, well, I think one of one of the questions that maybe is is often uh, at the top of mind uh, for everyone uh, around careers and job markets is is just how is the market? How is the, the job market uh, this quarter, this year? Um, what what uh, what is your take on is what is what's happening out there, Jen?
0: It's the wild west. <laughs> I, I feel like, and I don't say that lightly. I am I said it as kind of a joke, but I don't mean it lightly. There are, there are positions out there. We work in specialized niches. So mm-hmm. I have, I'll, I'll have employers calling me and saying, I can't find anybody, which what they're meaning is I can't find the person with the specific skills that I want because mm-hmm. of the unemployment in our market for what, for our professionals who we work with is still low. Uh, and then our candidates will come and say, I'm just not finding the right job. Well, again, what is the right job based on the skills and the experience that you have? If you're a mechanical engineer, I would talk about engineering a lot because that's my space. And you want to become an architect, that's not an easy leap. You know, you've got to go back to school and do all these things. But even within your discipline, if you're in engineering, and you want to become a product manager focused on marketing, that's not an easy leap unless you've been doing some marketing aspects and customer uh, surveys and such in your previous position. So you have to take a look at that and and be realistic about where you want to go and how you're going to get there. I'm not saying you can't do it, but how are you going to do it and, and how long is it going to take you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. It's it's uh, definitely definitely uh, some some good insight uh, into mm-hmm. into that. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this year continues to be like you said, the wild west. The wild west around around so much, right? About how mm-hmm. we work, where we work, uh, what time do we start work, and where's the actual location? Is it uh, work from home? Is it is it on site? And really. Mm-hmm. It, it's so local, really, like an uh, individual, I guess. Some people love to be in the office more versus uh, like me. Some people love to be uh, at home to to be there for the kids in the morning and the afternoon. And uh, maybe to have a, someone come over, a contractor or something to look at the, the house midday. Like what it just, you know, nowadays we have the technology and the ability to work. Wherever, whenever, so people are taking advantage of that. Uh, it does does create uh, unique challenges for our manufacturing customers and candidates. Where, yeah. in general, the work needs to be done at a particular address within a certain mm-hmm. time frame, right? Within a certain yeah. hour. So, so there are challenges around that. So, so uh, manufacturers are getting creative um, on how to how to compete with that. But yeah, the wild wild west um, definitely uh, uh, a great way to what we're seeing out there in so many aspects of of, uh, technical careers. We have a question from Lene, and then Titus, you have one as well. Uh, Lene, we'll start with you. Um, What advice do you have for candidates to be a differentiator for a potential employer? Mm -hmm. That is a great question, Lene. You want to try that one to start with? (laughs) I'll, I'll jump in. That's a great, great question.
0: Well, the first thing that jumped immediately to my mind is you have to find what your value add is for that employer in that position. And then we still, resumes are still king. And we're going to a lot to video interviews for introductions, especially on LinkedIn. But still your resume has to, again, I'm going to back up because I get really passionate about this and I'm going to start to get fired up. Okay. So for resumes, it's really important that your resume is specific to the job that you're applying for. A lot of people use these generic resumes. They use generic uh, explanations of what they've done. They keep it to their tasks of what they've done. And while some tasks are important because you want your employer to know what you did from day to day, what's more important is what your achievements were. Um, and so you want to make sure that those are on the resume and your achievements are what is going to differentiate you from the next candidate who has that generic resume. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, 100%. Dude.
0: Yeah. I'll stop there because I could keep going. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you an entire podcast in no this question. But-
0: Lene, I cool hope right. that and answered your question. And if you have a, another follow up question, feel free to ask
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I would add, yeah, just it's um, from the, the, the candidate, you know, they're, I think, um, for candidates, as they're applying to positions, they really, um, if if it's a position they really want, and they, uh, they're really excited about the opportunity, it'll help their career and set company that they're super excited about. Uh, you really, really study that, that job description and, and as much as you can take time, maybe 10 minutes, maybe an hour to research the company and learn how your individual, values and perhaps personal mission and things you enjoy align with the, the company and how does how can you be a value add to the company's culture to their engineering group their construction group what have you how can you as a candidate provide value to that organization and that manager and that's yeah. Yeah, some some of that is very easy, but research um, using uh, LinkedIn, using uh, websites, using uh, different type of uh, information that you can find online about a company's background, their history, people that work there, uh, anything you can do to gain insight in terms of what what how how can you bring value as a candidate to that organization and that department? Um, and if you happen to know, if you can um, uncover um, what what the managers are seeking in terms of uh, background what skills can you bring to the table what what uh, what are they really looking for um some of that is, is yeah it's hard to find or hard to hard to uh research and find out uh, but if you can learn um uh, what they're really after in terms of a candidate and then if you can give give a uh, present that uh through the application process through the resume uh then then um definitely do that uh, one thing that that um I would always advise on that you do too, Jan, is when you look at the requirements as much as you can, like you said, use your achievements and align your achievements with the requirements. Uh, right. So anyone that's looking at this, an HR person, engineering director, construction, uh, architecture professional, anyone that's in the, the hiring process, they'll look at that and say, oh, you know, this candidate has this background, they've achieved this, and this is exactly what we're looking for, uh, asking them to do once they once they would join us. So uh, great uh, great advice there, Jen. Can
0: I need to follow up with, because this is my biggest pet peeve and it happened again yesterday. Um, don't copy and paste your current job description into your resume. <laughs> this year is what you do in your current job. Every, we, we recognize it immediately, and those are the resumes that I'm going to put to the side, and I'm going to look at the next one. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's so important, to rely on achievements more than versus tasks, because more often than not, that's how it's read.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. Well, uh, Titus, thank you for joining us. Uh, looks like you're joining us from India. Welcome, welcome. Uh,
0: yeah. Hi, Titus.
1: Yeah, fantastic! Uh, I love this. I love this question. I love love you're joining us from uh, India. Oh gosh, so what what time is it there? That's my question. Back. <laughs> <laughs> late, I believe, <laughs> pretty late. Um, but thank you for joining us, Titus. Um, your question is: I'm a pharmaceutical quality assurance professional from India. What are the scope? Uh, what is the scope of getting a job in the United States or abroad? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll start. It is, it's, it's difficult for sure to land in, um, uh, in a position based in the United States. Of course, it's, it's difficult for someone from the United States to land a permanent position in Canada or Mexico. Uh, any other question, there's just a lot of immigration and work authorization hurdles to get around. Um, unless you find someone in that country that you can marry quickly and then, and then see that <laughs> process. that's always, that's not my professional advice to you, Titus, but that is, that is uh, maybe the a faster, but uh, faster way to do it. But um, yeah, and I imagine in India, there, there are also um, strict work authorization requirements. You kind of, you're, you're doing a, a similar uh, process with the United States. There's um, a lot of uh, visa requirements and it's, it's. It. I'll tell you. Yes. It is. It is discouraging uh, for a candidate that's uh, that's looking to find an opportunity in a different cu- country. It's a lot of things to um, to overlook. Over- um, I it, mean, it's um, it's it's hard. Uh, we'll, I'll be you know very honest with you up front that it's it's uh, no easy process and you may already know that. But uh, Jen, could you give any insight around that question? Okay. You know, how would they or how do they? What's a workaround? Um, yeah. What what could maybe move move him in the right direction?
0: I have a little bit of experience with this, Titus, not um, helping somebody move from India to work in the U.S., but once they're here, there are companies, and there's a really large one, and of course, I'm blinking on the name of it, that will hold your visa for you, and then they contract you out to companies. That's the only way that I've, I've got it to work, um, but then that's on the contract side versus a permanent side, but that's, that's great because it's a high-dollar high job. Uh, you get to, it's a little bit more flexible. Um, you more often than not are, well, I shouldn't say, I was going to say you would get paid overtime, but that depends on the, on the employer that's holding your visa. But there, there are companies that specialize in holding visas for contractors and Mm -hmm. sending them out to engineering companies. Yeah. So I would look at that as an option.
1: Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, uh, you said it's uh, about 10 p.m. there, so not uh, not as late as I thought it might be. But thank you for joining us. Appreciate the question. Great. As we wait for other questions to come in, if you could, Jen, uh, could you chat a little bit about the uh, any um, open positions you have, or what's uh, what's happening this week from a recruiting standpoint? What um, what are you um, what are you focused on this week for for uh, new positions? Just to give the audience an, an idea of what's what's going on for you.
0: I should be able to answer this off the top of my head. <laughs> my <workflow. laughs> um, Okay. So for me, uh, Oh, here's a cool one that I, this is the first time I've worked on something like this, but it's, I'm really excited about it. I have a manufacturing company in the twin cities in the West Metro that works with aerospace. They, they bring in designs from other companies. Um, and and work on them and sell them. And so what they need is a chief inspector for a repair station. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. But right. essentially, uh, these folks are going to make sure that everything is in, uh, repaired to FAA standards. And so the chief makes, it's called the repair station. They make sure that all of that is taken care of and is done correctly. Uh, and then eventually, if if the person has leadership experience, They can be given a team right away. If they want to develop into that, this team will work with them on that. Uh, Same company also needs what's called a, let me get this right, a senior certification engineer. Paperwork heavy, but they essentially will go through all of the paperwork for the products and make sure that all of the validations have been done and all the FAA. They work a lot with the FAA and they have to be able to talk to the FAA rep. So those are... Those are two that I have never worked on before. That are that I'm finding yeah. really fun and exciting.
1: Yeah, fantastic. That's great.
0: Oh, and I have a medical company that needs a senior manufacturer. They're here too, as well as in the West Metro that needs a senior manufacturing engineer, so manufacturing slash process
1: engineer. Great, good, good. Definitely gives, gives us an idea of what you're what you're working on. You'd mentioned earlier the Wild Wild West, and uh, open up. Uh, open up a can uh, talk about salaries. Uh, if there's anything that I would say is part of the Wild Wild West um, 2022, uh, it, it is salaries. It's my my perspective is all over the board. There's, yes, we love salary surveys, but it seems like if a salary survey is one week old, it's, it's out of date. It. <laughs> it changes so much. and There's so much of, well, it depends uh, into the equation. So if you could... Just um, give us your perspective uh, on what is happening with salaries.
0: They have gone up anywhere, but the apps from the candidates, rather, has gone up anywhere between 10 to 20 percent
1: from just,
0: you know, practical data, our day to day. In the past two years, for instance, at, at the entry level, for, again, I'm just going to stick with my mechanical engineers, my entry-level mechanical engineers two years ago. And this is typical for the time. It's not just because of COVID. Um, My mechanical engineers were coming out between 60 and 65 was pretty normal a year. Mm -hmm. And with edging up closer to 65 now in the last, I'd say since about, and I know we have a lot of hiring professionals uh, joining us today, but for me, I'm going to go back to probably this summer, at our last summer of 2021. All of a sudden, we were talking like 68, 69, and now we're talking 70, 71, 72. Okay. Um, I just placed uh, an entry-level sales engineer at 68,000. I have another engineer that I'm working with, who's a chemical R&D engineer. He's going to go above 72, so okay. it depends on the, you know, the role as well. But right. it's like you said, it depends. It's all over. And so with with especially with my entry level candidates that are, you know, they want to go to a 40 percent company that has X amount of revenue, and they're asking for seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> And so I have to, you know, we sit down and I talk them through, okay, if you want that, you're looking at the wrong company. You're looking at this company. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we, it, unique opportunities to educate. Right. I'm I'm doing a lot of that right now.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and for us, the way that we educate ourselves is by listening to our candidates and our managers okay. real time. And um, yeah, definitely... I can't imagine there, there isn't any company that has, is facing this, this question, um, how do we be competitive, how do we keep up, how do we even know mm-hmm. if what, what we're paying our employees is, is competitive this year? Um, maybe right. it was last year, two years ago, but uh, like you said, it's a wild wild west now. So it's really hard to keep up, uh, and and uh, it's it's tough. Um, certainly, another another full podcast we could do is just around this this question of how do you how do you stay competitive, and as a candidate too, how do you know as a candidate what my worth is, and uh, if someone uh, is is making ADK, for example, and they've been with their company for a few years, and their uh, um, a review is coming up, what should they expect? You know, what yeah, it, they expect.
0: Because they talk, employees talk. We know this. People who are with us today, they felt this pain. They'll talk. If they started at the company two years ago at, you know, 63 and Joe next to them just came in at 70. Well, that person's, they're gonna be in your office. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, a question from Josh. Josh, thank you for the great question. Uh, I have a project management background of over five years and looking for new opportunities and mainly in the manufacturing realm, but willing to go into different markets. Any invite advice on which markets have more opportunities at this time and which markets would be best to transfer to from the manufacturing market?
0: I'm wondering if he's talking about like going into medical or going into... I have worked a lot with um, project managers in particular. Josh, I don't know if you have your PMP, but uh, I've had people transfer into banking, banking rather. I've had... um, I talk about general manufacturing a lot. It's just just my differentiator between, um, say, a job shop versus a medical company. So I turn that medical... um, it depends on here. There's that term, right? It depends. It depends on your qualifications, your degree, your certifications. I have found that um, project managers who have their PMP can find an easier transition between industries.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. Uh, that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think having that, that PMP is, is very, uh, it's critical and, uh, you know, manufacturing is, is pretty broad. So definitely within manufacturing of medical devices is, is, I would say if medical devices going through a rebound, rebound, uh, so many of the, uh, elective surgeries have been, uh, postponed and, and put on hold, but the, that is, um, uh, is on the uptick again. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that, that's always going well. I, I think that, uh, military defense may be, uh, increasing, uh, over time uh, there may be more, more, um, uh, more growth in that area. Um, so many, so many areas are just doing really well. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of which, which sector of manufacturing or across our disciplines, uh, would, um, are, are, are more, <laughs> I guess, busier than others, uh, in our, in our world. Um, uh, architecture is very busy, uh, interior design, very busy, uh, any type of building architecture, building engineering, space is is um, growing uh, very very uh, quickly this year uh, as as it had been last year. So, uh, but definitely, um, so many areas of manufacturing are are uh, continuing uh, to to grow. Um, but anything else to add on that in terms of what maybe what niche within manufacturing or outside of manufacturing is doing better than others? It's, it is yeah. hard. To think so many are doing. Yeah. Stuff.
0: And I do, I do. Josh shared that his background is in fact uh, pharmaceutical and medical device. Yep. Yep. So I'm thinking about uh, these are, this is a highly regulated industry. So again, I always look at what is the, the, the least barrier to entry into that industry. So for you, for highly regulated environments, the, the three that come to mind for me are aviation, air, uh, defense, and uh, automotive. We have some automotive suppliers in, in town. So I would look at those three. In fact, the medical company that I'm working with right now that needs a project manager, I know this doesn't relate to you, Josh, but in terms of the regulated industry, the manager told me if you're not finding anybody in medical, we would look at automotive for that exact reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's exactly how it responded to having that that uh, highly regulated background is transferable to other yeah. other. Um, industries that require the same attention you know, to detail, uh, FDA oversight or government regulated oversight, um, that, that, uh, having that experience in the pharmaceutical medical industry, um, you have, uh, in-depth knowledge of that that's, that's, um, easily transferable. So that's, that's attractive to many companies in, in those sectors, like Jen mentioned. Okay. That is great. Well, uh, let's see. I'll pull another question um, while we're waiting for another one. Uh, again, our audience, feel free to uh, put any questions you might have in the comments. We'll pick it up. Um, what are the top reasons engineering and AEC, uh, AEC architecture, engineering, construction candidates, uh, what are they looking for when they approach you or if you identify someone and start to have a conversation with the new candidate can you help the audience um, understand what are themes like? Why are they looking in uh, in general?
0: Here's the script for the call. When I talk to somebody and I ask them why they're looking, and here's what they always say: I'm looking for new opportunities and I'm looking for growth. And then I say, okay, what do your opportunities look like? And what does growth mean to you? It is always money. Money starts the starts the conversation with them, and then you know. As good as good recruiters do, you keep going because you're not going to leave your company at the end of the day for more money. If your company is going to make you a counteroffer and you like the company, if there's nothing wrong with it, you love the people you work with, you'll you'll accept a counteroffer. So then, if it's if we get to that and I go through that with a candidate, I'm I'm referring them back to their manager. They need to go have a conversation and then come back to me once, once come back to me once they've had that conversation. If we get down to, uh, I just had a conversation with a a woman today who, uh, it was more opportunity, but for her, her opportunity meant that um, their distributors weren't selling her product line um, because it wasn't an easier sell than the company's other products. So she felt tapped out. And that's an excellent reason. That's an excellent reason because she can go to another company that is, um, she's a product manager. Mm-hmm. That has more success selling their product line, and she can feel like she's adding more value and that her 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 employer is listening to her in what her contribute in the contributions that she wants to make for the product line and the company and the profitability and ability of the company right
1: yeah yes money is a big continues to be a, a big driver
0: yeah and i th- i think as 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 recruiters and employers, if you're talking to a candidate uh that I'm just reiterating what I just said, but if they say they're looking for a better opportunity, they don't just mean a higher title and higher salary. Sometimes they do, but that new, that opportunity can mean 10 different things.
1: Right. Yeah. You have to drill down a little bit and, and learn what that is. Right. What about the um, work from home, work on site question? What are you <laughs> hearing Opening up some different topics today, but I think both sides are curious. I'm always curious. What are what are candidates looking for? What are managers able to do? And you know, again, I'm always mindful of the manufacturing customers. There's yeah. so much you can do around that the flexibility nature of work. Uh, what uh, what can you say about that?
0: Okay, let's go all the way back to 2020, March of 2020, when we shut down and everybody went home. And we were struggling with, well, how do we keep our culture of our company alive? How do we keep it the same? I'm sorry. It's not going to be the same. It's just not. Because you have other companies that are going to pivot and be more flexible so that they can capture the people that are now used to working from home. So they're, they're, our architecture clients, I think a lot of them are being, are, are able to be more flexible just because of the nature of the work, you know, they don't have a, a manufacturing shop. They don't have production where they need their engineers to be able to access and walk out to the floor to see what's wrong. That's to help fix it or redesign a part on the fly. That's why a lot of our engineering customers have asked people to come back. Um, a lot have come back a hundred percent, but I think for those that can be, and are willing to be more flexible you're going to attract more more employees and you're going to retain more employees. And your culture, then you know, the days that they're in, you know, that that's your opportunity to to engage in person, because we all know that if we're, if we're in person, it's just a stronger communication. And yeah. body language, you can just, it's just different. And I understand that. Um, but it, I don't think there's no back to normal. Keeps hitting my microphone. I'm sorry. There is no, in my opinion, there's no back to normal. There's just, right. there just isn't. Right. Um, and I'm, and the way, the way that the reason I'm saying that is because I'm talking about all of these, these employees and potential employees and former employees of companies that are telling me what's going on, whether they're struggling with the company's vaccine mandate or, you know, in the beginning it wasn't vaccines, it was masks. I don't want to wear a mask. Wouldn't it be great
1: if that was their only problem now? Right, so, nice. it's just different. Yeah, yeah, it's just different. I think everybody's has been more flexible the last couple of years, more resilient than they ever thought possible. Uh, mm-hmm. a bit of change than they ever thought they would be. It's all part of the part of the, the experience. Uh, but I think we're all we're all better for it. And but to your point, the more flexible a company can be, uh, the that just simply opens up the, the pool of candidates and yeah, there, there are certain, definitely some essential positions that just have to be on site. There's just, yeah, yeah, it's just the nature of engineering and manufacturing and construction too. I mean, For you sure. can only build a building so far until you have to be on site <laughs> to build. Right. You know, we haven't right. gotten that, that far with our technology to be able to build something um. Uh, commercial structure without people being on site, and that's where For where sure. great uh, construction professionals come come in. And yeah, the same thing on the the manufacturing side. So many of those roles just neither need to be on site, or it's it's such a uh, more efficient way to get uh, to to connect and learn what needs to be what problems need to be solved. Um, uh, unless you're on site, you can you can um, you can uh, solve problems quicker and easier if you physically can. See what the what the cause is. So
0: yeah, my, my candidates. I was talking to again, you guys. I'm sorry, but I work in engineering, so this is all of my examples. For the most part, when I ask them if they will go to the office, if they've been, if they're still working at home, but for the most part, most of them still aren't 100. Well, percent They'll say, "Well, I want three days a week." And then when it comes down to it, most of them are flexible to two. I mean, if they have an offer that's three days a week over two and the salary is the same and, you know, same, 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 same. They might choose the three-day-a-week one. Mm -hmm. But um, if you can be flexible for that position, um, even for more of the the non-technical rules, I think that's a greater opportunity to retain people that want that flexibility.
1: Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Well, we are running up on our eleven forty oh, time. That will really fast. Uh, this is our first live podcast, so appreciate everybody for sticking with us. Uh, we'll get better as we move along, and uh, we will have special guests. I'm excited for a couple of people that are in the pipeline to be a uh, special guest next month and the, the following, and uh, we may need to extend this uh, in in time to give more, uh, more space for, for great conversations. So uh, follow us here on LinkedIn. If you're not already, reach out to Jen. You can find her on LinkedIn or Jen at conicnetwork.com. Same thing for me, Tom at conicnetwork.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, definitely appreciate you uh, uh, being with us today. If we can help in any, uh, any way, if you have a specific question for Jen or me, feel free to message us directly, uh, whether you are, a professional curious about the job market in the job market, um, or if you're a, a decision maker, have just have questions about what are candidates looking for, what's the market uh, for technical employees? Uh, let us know. We'd, we'd love to to help out, and answer any questions before uh, the next podcast. Anything else, Jen? Are you Irish? I am not. I'm German. <laughs> Oktoberfest. That's my holiday.
0: There you go. I'm a, a little, little, a little. I think yeah. we figured it out like it. In- can you go down to a 16? I mean, they're or a 16. I can't remember. I like the Western European
1: Mutt. Yeah, yeah. You got your green on today. I have a little bit in my... I do. Yeah. All <laughs> right. All Irish today. Thanks, Jen. Thanks Appreciate it. For joining it. us. Thanks for the questions. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining this episode of the Conic Blueprint. Brought to you by Conic, a recruiting company focused on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing in the Midwest. Find out more at ConicNetwork.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Also, follow this podcast for the latest episodes. We're excited to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Conic Blueprint Podcast.